Hey man, you there? Yo, what's good? How's it going, man? Hey, it's Will. Calm back. Hey, it's a good time. Welcome back to the catch-up, recording heavily edited from the 10th circle of hell, Washington, D.C. And I'm joining you from the other 10th circle of hell, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, not that either of those places are inherently hellish, but it's like 100 fucking degrees in my room right now, straight up. Yeah, no, my house has a cool 90 on it right now. Yeah, and it's not like I can just turn on the AC. Whoa, how do professional podcasters record in cool rooms? Without having the AC be noisy. Central air, baby. Is is central air completely silent? I guess so, yeah. Uh, probably. Alright, so we just need to uh, up our budget by about 10,000%. I mean, we just need to record in an actual studio. Yeah, true. This whole setup today is particularly ratchet. I got laundry going on outside, roommates talking to their boyfriends, uh... Uh, I'm I'm not wear- I'm basically wearing no clothes because I wanted to keep cool, <laughs> but I couldn't have a fan or the AC on. Uh, so yeah, this is Ratchet Cast today. This definitely is. I had a fan on, and Will made me turn it off because he said it was picking up on the mic. It sounded like garbage, so I said, "Take all your clothes <laughs> off." And now instead of just skyping with me, video Skype with me. <laughs> <laughs> so to set the scene, I have no shirt on, and I have my little skivvies on, my little short shorts. Yeah, like Daisy Dukes. Sam. Um, and I'm sweating. Sam. Blood, sweat, and tears for this podcast, but mostly sweat today. I'm also drinking a beer, which I first spilled all over all my desk, two inches from my computer and microphone. Nice. I'm above I'm above alcohol, so I'm not drinking right now. Oh, like it's upstairs? I mean, you're upstairs. God damn it. I messed that up. That's a good segue into the first segment, though. Why? <laughs> well... <laughs> For the viewers that don't know, our fiscal year starts on July 1st, and so with the new fiscal year rolling around, uh, you know, we have to analyze everyone, or we have to consider everyone for raises, and part of that is performance reviews. So today we're doing our on-air performance reviews uh, of the catch-up staff. That's correct. Um, Will, I've called you in here today for, you know, just a quick one-on-one, mano-a-mano conversation, and um, this should go pretty easy. Yeah, the uh, the questions for this performance review may or may not have come from one of our real jobs. Which one? Not mine. Not mine. Oh, okay. Um, so, believe we have some categories here. Yeah. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go one for one, or do you want to just you want to roast me, fam? Just fuck me up, fam, and then I'll I'll hit you. Or what? Let's go. Let's, let's go. Do... No. What were you gonna say? No. Let's go one for one. Let's go one for one. That's what I was gonna say too. All right. Great. So let's not do that. Uh, okay. So first category is openness to feedback. Oh, I forgot to rate you for this one. Yikes. I'll, I should say this is a, out of one out of one to five scale. All of these are one to five. Yes. Um, you're getting a four on that one. I gave you a four. All right. Let's 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 chat it out. What what what's behind your four? Um, because I would have I would have given myself a five. I feel like I'm always I'm always trying to get feedback. I don't tend. To give out fives that easy. Oh, okay. That's just me. I would have thought you would have given me lower, to be honest. You, you, it's not that you actually never... You know, maybe I can qualify this. It's not that you don't take feedback. You're just knee-jerk reactions to be a little bit catty about it. 
Oh, yes. It's only, sure. after like 30 minutes, you're always just like, yeah, totally cool. Like, we'll change the levels. Like, some shit like that. But your first reaction is always like, all right, asshole, first of all. <laughs> I even told you once that that's my knee-jerk reaction. To get to those texts, I'm immediately like, oh, fuck him. Like, why <laughs> But then I sit back for it, and I'm like, oh, no, that makes sense. Um, you know what? I will, I'll give you a five. I'm going back. I'll I, give I you a five. I don't. I don't need you to change it. I, I want no, no, no. feedback to improve. Myself. No, but I don't have like I don't have a reason to dock you. Okay. So then you should get a five. You know, you listen to my feedback. You say okay, and then you do it. So like that's, you know. Yeah, or I, I write it on post-it notes and I burn it while cursing you, <laughs> and then I and then I we never talk about it again. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah. One thing that's helpful about this performance review process is that we're not particularly ambitious about the goals of the show. <laughs> like if we had set some, like some key performance indicators, you know, like we might right. have something to work towards, but like realistically, if we got one on all of these, like I would be totally okay with that. Right. That's the thing. Like I don't, you know, yeah, I don't need to say anything on that. Um, this next one, I f- feel like I'm going to get a super low mark on. But... No, I, I think this is an interesting one. So it provides feedback appropriately and in a timely manner. So, this is kind of split into two for me because we don't have lots of workflow. It's like record just for for the audience. Like Sunday we talk about what we're going to record about. Sunday we record and then someone edits. A couple days later we, we send the edits to someone and then we provide edit notes. The other person provides edit notes, implements the edit, and drops it. So actually part of our very simple workflow is feedback. So I broke it into like that type of feedback, the part that we – uh, like are expected to give and then like other feedback like okay. do, like do you go above and beyond and say like hey this or hey that right so you got a four okay. on you got a four on that as well um really okay. because um i don't know there's almost no reason to give you a five not to give you a five. <laughs> oh no, no no i think actually i did the four because you're really good at the the feedback you're supposed to give you always listen and give good edit notes but you've never like out of nowhere but i'm like hey can i give you some feedback some extra feedback and maybe that's ma- maybe it's because there is none because i am pretty perfect um but well, you know okay i don't know about that but um i would have thought that since i take a long time to give the feedback because i take a long time to listen sometimes that i would have been docked but i'm happy to hear that i have a four I don't know. I, I think I'm cool with the turnaround time. If I wasn't cool with the turnaround time for the edit notes, I would. I, I think I would have sold you. Okay. Um, I gave you a five for this. Nice. Because you are lickety split with that shit. <laughs> but is it appropriate? <laughs> I feel like sometimes me texting you like, hey, cuckball, might not be uh, appropriate feedback, especially when like my edit notes are just like, I don't like this episode <laughs> instead, <laughs> of, instead of like, hey, change the levels, like compressions off or something like that. Okay, well, if I was going to add something, I would say you'd get a three for proper times to talk about the podcast. Proper times to talk about the podcast, You, you okay. text a little when, you know, it's not the most ideal time for me to talk about it. Yeah, it'll be like 11.45 on a Friday, and I'm, like, peeing at a bar, and I'm like, hey, you should, <laughs> you should make sure to cut out, like, that part where I stuttered. <laughs> right, and then I'll run home from the bar to yeah. make sure it's done. Yeah. It's cool, cool. Yeah, I filtered it into the, into the feedback box. We're good. <laughs> okay. Um, willingness to help other employees. I, I think we both get fives on this. I gave you a one. Really? <laughs> no. I might be I might be salty about it, but I, I feel like we jump in for each other. I gave you a five. 
right, I just wanted to strike down your you were so confident about that one. So this this next one I think will be the most uh, perhaps contentious? The, the, not not contentious, but perhaps the most uh, like disparate results. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Adaptability to change. I gave you a four. No, you did not. I did. That is an inf- that is great inflation. I am such a bitch about change. Wait, I'm pulling up a text message that I sent you recently, if I can find it. <laughs> but I, I think you want to change more than we do. Like, you want to change a lot of, like, the content, or you want to change, like, the, the, the theme or the, the title, like... Yeah, I guess... I, I guess like you're pushing the change more than I am. I, I can't find this text, but I'll talk about it. I feel like it's that's not really how I viewed this question. I viewed this question as like, how do you adapt to change that's like external to you? Like, right? If you're adapting to something, it's kind of like exogenous. Like right. someone's trying to change things, and I feel like you'll be like, I definitely know what exogenous means. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't record today. Can we record tomorrow? And I'm just like seething with anger. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you have any idea how meticulous my schedule is? Why do we have Sunday as a standing event on our Google Calendar if we're just going to throw it in the trash? I under- That's true. I actually went to Boston um, last weekend, and we, we couldn't record because I was in Boston, and I it threw Will's whole game it, it off. It throws me off. I, I don't think I'm particularly <laughs> adaptable to change. I thought you were going to give me like a two on this, to be totally honest. I didn't think about that when I was doing it. I'm going to knock you down to a three. Okay. Um... In contrast, I gave you a five. I think you're you're very good at kind of ro- oh, ro- rolling with the punches. Thank yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and I've also, like, when I've thrown out, like, probably overly ambitious ideas about the show, you've always been like, yeah, let's scope it out. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And I think it's good. All right. Thanks. Problem solving. You first. <laughs> I gave you a two. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I gave you a four. Would you like to explain that too? Uh, now the two seems a little bit mean. I think I'll go. I'll give no, it a no, three. no. I'll give you a three. Okay, pret- pretend I didn't give you that four. What would you have said? No, no, no. The two, the two sounded mean as soon as I saw it. Um, <laughs> okay, why? so why the three? Why the three? Um, so like before we were recording tonight, you were like, "I'm really hot. Like I'm just gonna have this fan on." Like, that did not solve the problem. Like, that solved your problem of being hot, but, like, the podcast sounded horrible. <laughs> yeah, and now every time I'm not talking, I'm taking a hand and wiping sweat off my back. So that's adaptability to change, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You adapted to change, right? I guess I guess problems directly related to the quality of our, quality of our content production. Um, Bro, who drops out that fucking buzz out of this episode every time me i solved that problem yeah i mean you did solve that problem i give you a four because you really take the time to think through how we're gonna get around something um and i feel like we've had a lot of like at least when we were starting like damn that's a copyright issue or how can we get around this and then either you're like fuck it which solves the problem or you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) or you're like here's how we're gonna do this so. Yeah, I actually added a sixth category for, like, being relaxed about copyright, <laughs> <laughs> which I got a five on. No, but so actually, I think 
part of when I was thinking about this, I did this kind of quickly. Um, I, I gave a three and I, the re, one of the reasons that I gave a three, I think might actually cause you to demote me as well. The chief, what's the chief problem that we have on this podcast? Uh, coming up with content. Yeah. And we both suck at that. That's correct. We both suck at solving that. That's correct. Okay. So that, that's so, where I'm at. So then I'll knock you down to a three and now we're both at three. Yeah. I used to be better about that. I feel like I had like this mindset where I would like go around and like, I was, like, constantly thinking about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a while, you were, like, the fucking king of content. Yeah. So I changed my Slack handle to king of content. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that leads very much into this next one. It does. It does. Consistent display of motivation for his or her job. I gave you a two. <laughs> really? I, I'll give you a three. Two seems pretty bad. No, get, t- give it what you I'll give want. you a three because I feel like your motivation has gone down. Oh, come on. <laughs> I guess maybe. But also I knew I would get that reaction out of you, which is kind of why I did that. My motivation for making a really good podcast has gone up. It's just neither of us have the time true. to create the podcast true, true, that we true. actually want. So I guess sometimes I'm a little That's bit bummed true. that we're still making shit cast. That's very true. That's true. I gave you a four. I gave you a four. Okay. I would give me a three, but sure. I I think what you just said is right, and it's making me rethink it, because you want to do a lot of things, but neither of us have had the time to do those things. Sure, but like, if you're really... This is about the display of motivation. If I was really motivated to do those things, I, I, I would do it, right? Right, right, right. If we maybe had some fucking sponsors I that know, gave us money, then I'd be a little motivated. And like... It's fucked up. I have to wait till I'm like 67 to retire. Like, trying to do that soon. I know. Really fucked up. I'm so hot. Um, I'm literally pouring sweat right now. So, what I'll say, though, too, on the consistent motivative, consistent display of motivation is, like, we did scope out some pretty cool creative things for this season, and then we just didn't yeah. pull the trigger on it. And I still want to do some of them, so I'm not going to... I'm Me not going to show my hand yet. We also introduce... We introduce hella recurring segments and then never revisit them. Well, that I talked about that in my little comments I wrote after. Oh, um, okay. Which I'll just I'll read a bit of. Um, yeah, I still want to do them. I think we just have to scale our ideas. I think the motivation is there. I think we just need to figure out how to scale it so it doesn't suck to do. I think so too, and I have a couple thoughts on that. Um, so one is that. My workload is super seasonal, so this summer I will have a little bit more time to do things like this. Two, I was going to say this at the end. Um, This is my last time recording from this place, and I think that my next place is going to have a lot better acoustics, so the quality will go up a little bit. Nice, nice. Moving on up. Moving on up to the northwest quadrant of Washington, (laughs) (laughs) D.C. Go go ahead and read me your comments if you'd like. I didn't write any out. I I just have... that's okay. Freestyle. I just wanted to I wanted to make sure I got it. Will is one of those people who has big concepts but doesn't always know how to execute them. But that, <laughs> but that never stops him, except for the times that it does stop him. Will's enthusiasm and support for his podcast co-hosts shine through in every segment and bit he does. Whether he's completing rap lyrics or discussing the merits of mascots and CEOs, Will fully commits to the bit and makes his co-hosts look better. However... Will tends to get caught up in ideas that never see the light of day. Be it picking a new podcast name or changing the entire format of season three, Will tends to bite <laughs> off. <laughs> Will tends to bite off more than he can chew. 
Will's feedback is consistent and always helpful. I look forward to working with him every week, and he is always accommodating. I think it's safe to say, without Will, this podcast would just be one person talking to himself. <laughs> okay, that was great. And I feel really bad that I didn't write anything now. Oh, no, it's okay. Well, actually, it's worse than I didn't write anything. I wrote one sentence. Oh, okay, great. Noah reminds and inspires me to be creative. I'm glad we decided to make a podcast. I'll take it. But that's literally not about you. It's literally about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I inspire you, so I'll take it. I'll take it, Will. Noah's consistency... Noah's consistent mediocrity is inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll take it. Today's episode and the following message is brought to you by moving yo you got some shit for me bro (laughs) i did tell you to just tell me that i thought that you would make it more eloquent dearest william (laughs) have you something for me to talk about i do i do have a segment i have a segment oh great so there's a venture capital fund called Kleiner Perkins. And every year... Called what? They, Kleiner Perkins. There's more names, but I forget what the names are after that. Right. But there's one... There's a partner there named Mary Meeker. And she releases uh, a huge slide deck of internet trends every year. And I wanted to go over some highlights from that. She has 377 pages. I skipped all of India and China, just for the record. There might be some context Thank there that God. I missed. But there, are, there were two regional sections. I was like, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm an American exceptionalist. I'm a millennial. Let's just do this. <laughs> okay, I'm in. You ready? I buy into this concept. All right, first of all, computers are the future. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't have known that unless a uh, venture capital fund told me that. So, yeah. In what way? <laughs> so, imagine if instead of using your abacus... <laughs> um there's actually great one of my favorite podcasts one of my favorite episodes of planet money which is one of my favorite podcasts um talks about like the birth of the electronic spreadsheet Mm -hmm. so like before it would just be like a giant ledger book and like if you wanted to like change a rate of something like you would have to like figure out all the cells to re to retool and then erase and everything um it's pretty good. When we finished our audit at work, I sent it to our accountants, and they were like, word, thanks, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent over. Um, so, first insight that I thought was pretty interesting, and I'm going to try not to go, like, full econ uh, with the vocabulary, but... So, in from 2008 to 2012, adults in the U.S. spent between 2.2 and 2.5 hours per day on desktop internet, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Mobile proliferation, massive uptick in 2013. What what does kind of logic say would happen to that online, the, the share of desktop internet engagement? It went down. It would go down, right? Because yeah. you have mobile and those things are, to go full econ for two seconds, we would call them substitute goods, like apples and oranges. If the price of apples goes down... Like, more people buy apples, less people buy oranges. Got it. That shit didn't happen. From 2008 to 2016, the share of online 
uh, sorry, yeah, the share of desktop online engagement has just hovered around 2.2. It's actually 2.2 in 2016. But the overall time engaging uh, with online content went up from 2.7 hours a day, so almost all of it happening on desktop, to 5.6 hours a day. Why? So they're complementary goods, which is crazy. This is a crazy insight. I, I don't know. I didn't expect this at all. But basically, you can see in this chart, and I, I hate this. Like I feel like you're not supposed to talk about numbers in radio, but there's like a bar of comp like desktop content engagement, and then it just it just grows. It just absolutely grows. So in 2011, we had less than an hour of internet uh, of mobile engagement, and then 1.5, 2.3, 2.6, 2.8. And then this year, for the first time, mobile online engagement surpassed desktop. So there's 2.2 on desktop, 3.1 on mobile. For the first time? Yeah, this year for the first time. Well, this is a retrospective in 2016, but 2016 for the first time. So what this is saying, this is super interesting to me, right? Mobile is not chipping away at our desktop time. It's only adding to our overall internet time. Huh. Shit's cray. I wouldn't have thought about that, but I, now that I think that, I, it makes sense. Honestly, it's true for me. Yeah, it's true for me too. I didn't like, when I got a cell phone, I just did more shit on my cell phone. Yeah. I mean, I also got a cell phone at an interesting time. Like, I got a cell phone in, like, 2011 when it was horrible. And if you accidentally press the internet key, your parents, like, went broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting to me. Um, that kind of leads right into this this next slide that I pulled. And, like, a lot of this was for a business audience. So it's going to be things like this. But I tried to pull things that I that I thought were interesting to just kind of consumers as well. So in the same way, uh, money spent on internet advertising uh, kind of held constant on the desktop and then just exploded in mobile. And so also for the first time this year, uh, money spent by companies to advertise on mobile was higher than money spent, um, you know, to advertise on desktop. Right. Why? <laughs> uh, well, I think it's, it just follows the market. If we're using cell phones more and we're using our mobile devices more, that includes tablets as well. Companies kind of know that. They know the usage rates, and then they will advertise more directly to them. Huh. To those devices, yeah. All right. Again, not something I would think about, but now that I think about it, it makes sense. Yeah. Another just interesting thing about this, and, and I can see it because I'm looking at the charts, uh, 2013 is when companies really started advertising aggressively on mobile, but that's actually on a lag uh, from our behavior like we started the mobile explosion in on the consumer level like the usage level really started in 2011 but then it took two years for advertisers to be like oh shit let's okay. go that makes sense i was gonna say 2013 sounds way too late for me like yeah i really yeah. feel like when we started in college was when we started doing everything on our phones like yep i, I did like 2011 on my laptop before then yep i feel like a cog in a machine will Oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get there. Um, so the same kind of growth in mobile is reflected in, like, internet versus TV. This is the first year that internet spending for advertising uh, passed TV spending. And 85% of that growth uh, was taken up by Google and Facebook, which is kind of unsurprising. I, I actually knew that um, because of my job. Not to give away what I do, but I, I knew I know all about that. Nice. Yeah, that shit's huge. Um, so in response to this... Everybody's getting an ad blocker. True. I have it on my computer. Yeah, same. 18% year-over-year growth for desktop users using ad blocker. Um, you don't have a mobile ad blocker, do you? No. Yeah, me neither. I don't even know how I would find that. Um, is that an app? Like, 
that exists? Yeah, so they they show a breakdown of mobile versus uh, desktop ad blockers and by country. And in lots of other developed countries, it's like uh, like around us, like 20% have a desktop ad blocker and then like 1% uh, have mobile. For some reason, Indonesia, 1% have desktop, 58% have mobile. <laughs> so no idea if like there's just way more mobile engagement uh, with the internet than there is desktop or if there's some like massively popular brand of phone that it's easily integratable with because i don't think there's a, an easily integratable ad blocker for iphone yeah i mean it seems like that would be a real bitch to try and put on like yeah get it as a google chrome extension but as a phone thing it doesn't make sense yeah yeah and we'll, we'll come back to the ad blocker in a second um when we talk about like millennials more generally but um another theme like uh like because it was for a business audience, like there's a huge, huge uh, emphasis on measurement, and so there's a lot of things that we're trying, but measuring. Okay, how does uh, this like style of button uh, in your ad kind of convert to someone putting something in their cart? And it's like there's just going to be like no shortage of data science jobs ever because this stuff is just ubiquitous. I mean, every click that we do on our phone is generating data for some analyst and some data scientist to like comb through. Um, that was the theme of like a lot of this is that they showed one breakdown of a company that was uh, tracking the difference in metrics between conversion rates for mobile app rewards, social click-to-play, skippable pre-roll, skippable mobile pop-up, in-banner click-to-play, social autoplay, in-banner autoplay. It's like, what the fuck? And that's... Yeah, now I really feel like a cognitive machine. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also... So there's like improvements within... So there's there's a improvements of like new styles of content, new styles of advertising on the internet. But then there's also like improvements on the things that we already have, like location-based ads. So like before it'd be like, they knew I'm in Washington, DC. Now like Uber Eats, like when I, they know where I'm going. And so they'll give me like ads for restaurants near where I'm going. But also, and this is covered to an extent in the, in the deck, but this is also some of my kind of own commentary here. Like as everyone competes more viciously for our time and our attention. Like they have to get smarter. Right. Right. So like, I think that's why there's a proliferation of like these really, really smart algorithms for targeted ads. I mean, yeah, it, 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 that makes total sense. And it is pretty scary. Like just to see how targeted they get. Yeah. I like, I like rip my jeans and I like open my phone and it's like, need new jeans. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like whenever I like, Google one thing or look up one thing on Amazon, then like every ad on Facebook is for that one. Yeah, thing. it's annoying. And like all the all the places to find it cheaper. Like hop off, bro. Um, Aziz Ansari in the first episode of Master of None, like the whole plot would, will change in ten years. He like the condom breaks, and he opens up his phone to get an Uber to go to the pharmacy, and it's like pill pack delivers to your door need plan b because <laughs> they like know based on the time of night and like where his uber was from a bar to his house to like he probably just needs plan b right now <laughs> um let's see i have some boring stuff here uh i don't know so ads this yeah this is pretty boring i'm gonna skip this whole thing uh this part uh okay millennial elasticity uh do regular people know what elasticity means? Do you know what that means? Like how flexible I am. Can I touch my toes? Yes. Economic elasticity means how much, if there's a price increase, how much you're like, fuck that. So if you're super elastic and bananas go up by $1, 
you're like, I'm out. I'm never buying bananas again. Make oh, sense? So basically, like the breaking point for you, like where, yeah, when when you're just out. So that's even like a more like where that breaking point is is actually even like a more mature conception of elasticity. Thank you. So mature. For now, think of it as like how much you're like fuck that if things go up in price. Millennials, millennials are super elastic. Like we know this. Um, oh yeah. Online online retailers and the internet is like just coming around to this. Seventy two percent of folks in two thousand and fourteen uh, reported. Uh, sorry. 72% of survey respondents in 2014 responded that they had stopped doing business with an organization that, uh, with which they'd had a bad experience. Now that's up to 86. Wow. Yeah. Like everyone is just like, this is why like Uber and Warby Parker's customer service is so lit. Like if you say like, yeah, they took me the wrong way in Uber, they don't even review it. They just like instantly refund you $4 or like $10, whatever your trip yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Warby Parker, I wanted my glasses faster, and I was like, there's a $30 express shipping fee, and I just messaged them on their, like, in-website chat, and was like, hey, I thought that these were going to come sooner. Can I have them sooner? And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Here it is. <laughs> if we're shouting out brands, Otterbox has a great customer service, too. I broke That's great. my case, and they sent me one for free. No, they didn't even ask. They were just like, nice. yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, they know. And this is actually, that whole concept of elasticity, like, in my mind, well, no, in in this case, I think you can apply it to that ad blocker thing as well. So something's not going up in price, but the cost for us to get to a website is higher when we have to like wait for an ad to finish, yeah. right? And like sites where I cannot use ad blocker, I do not go. Oh, for sure. Like Forbes.com forever. Oh my fucking Forbes.com. That's yeah, and I even know you can like disable JavaScript on it on that page, but like I don't even want to do that. Like, that raises my cost of, of viewing the site by, like, 10 seconds. And I'm just like, fuck this. Fuck that. I, I do not read articles on Forbes. I know. They they are terrible. Also, watching anything on, on CBS, which I don't, except Colbert, like, they, they're like, hey, you have an ad blocker turned on. We're not letting you watch this. I'm like, all right, yeah. bro. Like, you're, they're leading me to torrent something. When I want to do <laughs> something legally, you're just make, like, making the path toward torrenting easier. Uh, last night, I was... I was in a barbecue coma. <laughs> uh, I went to this place called Hill Country and it was dope. And I was saying that uh, Netflix's uh, like, are you still watching button is forcing me to torrent things because I just like don't have the energy. I'm in like too much of a barbecue <laughs> coma. I just want to torrent them, cue them all up on VLC and then let them run. <laughs> For the record, I didn't do that. I went to Netflix. We're about to get fucking busted. I know. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Last internet trend. I'm skipping a bunch. Customers increasingly expect, nope, fuck it, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, everyone is turning to Amazon for more things. Uh, parcel growth, number of parcel growth is up 9% year over year. So the amount of money that we spend is also up. But I think the more interesting state, uh, the more interesting statement from the slide deck was that the number of packages we get are up. Because it means we're more frequently being like, okay, yeah, I'll just grab this one off, grab this one off, you know? Right, right. This makes sense as Amazon has, like, expanded so much into basics. Like, they said, like, baby wipes. The growth of baby wipes was, like, 117% or something. Right. I hit up Amazon all the time. One-click ordering on the app. Let's get it. Yeah, I know. It's fucking, like, it's too easy. Yeah, and you live in a big building. Um, do you find that, like, your, like, doorman or mailroom has, it's just, like, every day, like, mad packages? Well, I don't live there anymore, but yes. Oh, that's... True. You moved out of your parents' house. Yeah, yeah, but that is what would happen every day. Like, yeah, he'd be surrounded by a mountain of boxes. Yeah, so the New York Times said like doormen are becoming foremen. It's like now there's a there's a warehouse there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. It's. I, I used to come in and he'd be like, all right, yeah, I'll buzz you in in a second, but I just have to climb over these 80 boxes to get to yeah. you first. Nice. Yeah. Last thing I'll say, like uh, businesses like that that ship a lot of things, digitally native businesses, they call them, um, Warby Parker, Amazon, Bonobos, they're actually just like, all right, we're doing pretty well online. Let's make some brick and mortar stores. While places like Walmart, they're ag- aggressively expanding into online shipment and online sales through like acquisitions. Like they just bought Moose Jaw. I don't know if you know Moose Jaw. No. Yeah, there's like an outdoor, uh, like a big outdoor retailer online. Got it. That makes sense. That's all I got. Any questions? Um, uh, yes, but no. Like, it's all like, how do I not, you know, like, I feel like I've become a statistic, but. Oh, hell yeah. It's not my, it's not a problem. It's just like, I don't like being, like, my internet habits can be focused down so clearly. Like, all of this makes sense because this is my internet habits. So now will you help me start a class-based revolution? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I knew you were a comrade. Stick around for more uh, doing planet money but worse after the break. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Baseball Game Cheers. Ugh, I'm hangry. Same. Not the not the hungry angry, the hot angry. Ooh, yeah. I am sweating right now. I'm hunchy. I'm hang hot punchy right now. What's punchy? Punchy mood, like just like ready to like jab people like you know got it yep no totally cool 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 i'm also incoherent yeah same all right so here's the deal i love internet i love internet culture i love keeping up on that the podcast that got me into podcasts was reply all love it great love reply all was just listening to it right before uh, i had to prep for this nice yeah they are better than us that's true very true. I bet they have air conditioning in their studio. But I feel like it's time for me to just, like, take a break. Like, I feel like what started as me, like, going on and checking Snapchat, like, going on Reddit on my phone is now, like, the turning point was, like, I woke up on Saturday morning and, like, was kind of hungover. And I was just, like, laying in bed. And I started, like, scrolling through Facebook videos and then, like, switched app and, like, scrolled through something else. And then, like, it was, there was, th- like, three hours went by. And I learned nothing. I did nothing with my life. I just, like, literally only got up because I really had to pee at some point. Yeah. I've done the same thing all the time. You wake up, you check the time, and then you just pick up your phone and start looking. And I do nothing. It's just, like, a huge waste. So that's why I propose that we maybe take a little bit of a break. So we haven't really talked about this yet. Like, what does the break look like? What do we want out of it? Right? Are we just, like, not allowed to look at any screens? Because, like, it will be quite tough for me to do my job. I think that's almost impossible. Yeah, that is impossible. Um, first, we need a time frame. We need a set of time frame. Well, I was thinking let's do a week and we'll talk about the results, kind of. Okay, that works for me. A week is good. So what does this entail? Does it entail all non-essential items? So all non-essential. So we started with no social media, but I think we should just do all screen-based entertainment. So no TV, no... No TV, no Netflix, no Reddit. So I have to be able to read news. It's essential to my job. 
Right. And I'm not going to buy a paper every morning. So I'm going to read, I'll read like the New York Times and my news email, my email newsletters on my phone. Okay. Um, I also like to watch Jeopardy every day. You can't watch Jeopardy. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'm serious. It's not that big of a deal. What am I supposed to do when a roommate turns on the TV? That's a good walk question. Walk out of the room? Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you willing to do that for a week? If they don't mind that it's rude, then yeah. It's not rude. It's for the cause. It's hard-hitting journalism. So, okay, no TV. No computer that is leisurely. Yeah. So what does that mean? No Facebook, no Twitter. Yeah, none of no, that. No YouTube. No YouTube, no Reddit. No Neopets. Definitely no Neopets. No um, new friends. Um, no new friends. Uh, so for, I mean, entertainment, I guess, like books and podcasts are, are on the table. That's fine. I read books all the time still. Um, I read books too. Can't you tell by my circle frame glasses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure magazines are fine okay so sorry did i say snapchat no snapchat definitely not definitely none of those apps that's that's where my attention gets sucked in the most for sure for sure snapchat Snapchat and instagram are my two big time suckers yeah no twitter i'm a real time sucker um what do we what do we want out of this experience i want to break the chain a little i want to when i go back to these things I don't want to go back to them as frequently. I want to have waned myself off and feel like I don't rely on it as much. But I got to tell you, I don't feel that about TV, which is why you said I can't watch TV. That hurts. I'm not, I'm not telling you what you can and can't do. We're discussing what we think the best format would be. I don't watch any TV. I watch Netflix, but I don't watch any actual TV. I, so that's I count that as for TV. Me. I count that as TV. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm not going to watch it. Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so what do you want from this? I know what, what, what I want is completely unrealistic. What I want is like after a week be like, oh, man, like I don't even want those things anymore. Right, right. Like I'm so far above that. Like I'm just going to be cool and like cook and read and like talk to people. Of course, the that's the ideal. Yeah, like I'm totally cool without like any social media. But like, I don't know, man. I've had Facebook since eighth grade. Right. I mean, yeah, realistically, I'm not going to have a fucking epiphany in a week and be like, I'm going to break. But, like, I've had fantasies about losing my phone. Like, I wouldn't be that upset if something broke. I think, I think I've think i wanted to do this and then always found a reason not to do it. No, this is good. It'll be good content and it'll be great. Okay. So do we start tonight or do we start tomorrow morning? I knew you were going to ask this. Can we start tomorrow morning? That would be great for me, too. Yeah, I have a little bit of a buy. Well, no, I guess it doesn't really make sense because I don't really, I don't do any like entertainment stuff at work. I'm moving on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. I don't do any entertainment stuff either at work. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We can do Let's this. do it. We'll check back in next Sunday. We're, it's Sunday now, but everyone will be listening to it whenever I get this fucking thing up. Okay. all right well i'm literally a pool of sweat so um i have to go same i'm gonna turn on my ac go out to get a sandwich and then come back and eat my sandwich in my ac it's gonna be great that is some affluent shit i don't have an ac delivering until tuesday so bummer i got a little oscillating fan that'll hit me every five seconds or so 
Nice. I was really good at, uh, like, not having AC for a while. I don't know, maybe it was like a summer camp thing. But I had such a strategy, like, I would, like, hop in the shower and then hop in front of my fan and try to <laughs> fall asleep in, like, the 30 seconds. Like, literally, like, try to fall asleep as fast as possible between, like, hopping on the bed wet. You had to put a towel down, hopping on the bed wet, and then, like, when you're actually dried off from the fan. Yeah, that's great. My only other option is, like, getting drunk to the point where I just pass out. But yeah, I mean that's always it's always an option. And after this social media week, I might need it. Yeah, I do want to add just go on social media. only social media. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do want to add that I mentioned that I was moving. Um, tune in next week for new acoustics and a whole new setup. All right, Will's new house report coming next week. Yeah, and actually, while I'm talking about this, Trinidad was really nice. I will never forget how awesome all my neighbors were when I first moved in. It was what I needed. You were living in Trinidad? Yeah, boy. No, it's a neighborhood in I'm in. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, I've looped this credit music three times now, so. Goodbye. <laughs> the catch-up is Will R. and Noah Shore, with executive production by Noah Shore. Our intro music is by Headlong Snipers, and our outro music is by Skirt. Thanks to our sponsor, the paperclip from Microsoft Office. Mwah.